What's up, HealthSource? This is Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of the HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own, where we hear HealthSource best practices and experience sharing from our doctors for our doctors. Hey, HealthSource, this is another episode of our podcast, Learning From Our Own. Uh, this week's guest, we have Dr. Tracy Bagwell. Uh, he's the uh, owner of HealthSource of uh, Huntsville, Alabama, Rocket City. So Dr. Bagwell, thank you for coming and joining us this morning. I'll start off right away with just giving us a little bit of background, a little bit of uh, introduction. You know, you're not, you're not a spring chicken. You're not a new graduate or anything like that. You've been around for a while. So, so tell us a little bit about, uh, about you. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm looking forward to us visiting a little bit. Uh, yeah, I've been a chiropractor for 32 years now. Uh, at the age of 12, my, uh, my dad and my brother were having some discussions about what my brother was going to do uh, for a living. My brother's about 10 years older than me, and my dad was really interested in chiropractic at the time. And uh, so as they were having the discussion, I said, well, that sounds pretty good to me, too. So I, I enjoy people. I enjoy touching people. I enjoy uh, communicating. And so at the age of 12, I decided I was going to go into chiropractic. And I went to the National College of Chiropractic in Lombard, Illinois. Uh, was really enjoyed the school there. And uh, my wife and I were married before we went up there. And then we had our first child right when we got back. And uh, we started our practice in January of 89. My son was born on January the 4th. And the practice opened on January the 9th. So uh, then, then we've that's been a good ride since. So always in the same area though. You always in the Huntsville area. Yeah. So we, we, uh, went to the, my wife and I went to the same high school together at Huntsville high school. And, uh, uh, we got married in 84 and then went off to chiropractic school in 85. And then, uh, our intention was to come back to Huntsville when we finished up and we did. And, uh, then I was in the same clinic location for, 28 years I think mm -hmm. and then uh, we just moved about three years ago uh, to our current location. Cool so what made you jump into HealthSource this late in the game been in now for about two two years ish? Yeah so I've been in HealthSource about a year and a half. Um, I'm, I want to have uh, a little bit more of a legacy of my practice as opposed to practice 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 stop and go home yeah. so uh so i was researching ways to do that i hired an associate and uh it's a i have a busy clinic for me i don't know what a busy clinics are for everyone else but i have a busy clinic for me and i wasn't having much time to train he was a very new doctor and i wasn't having any time really to train him much so i needed an avenue to be able to help train someone to come in uh to work with me and so that situation didn't work out very well so i'd already talked with jake uh matthias and dave matthias previously and mm -hmm. dan daly who is now exited and devin was uh involved uh, so i was really i talked with dan some about mm -hmm. all that and so i decided to join health source uh for multiple reasons so mm -hmm. one big one being able to help me train a new doctor no that's awesome i mean yeah we, we 
you love practicing. You don't want to necessarily quit and completely get out, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to have the practice always riding on your shoulders. So you're finding a, a creative way to kind of have the best of both worlds, still be involved, still create a legacy, still have practices, maybe, you know, get this one as a, into somebody else's hand at some time, possibly create some opportunities for other new doctors to come in. It's, it's, it's awesome. Dr. Daly had done that, as you'd said, with Dave and Jake in that area. So uh, hopefully it's, uh, it's been a good, good time so far. I mean, I know I've worked with you. I've worked with Dr. Wallace, who's uh, you know, taken over a lot of the patient care in your office and helping you accomplish that goal, which is, which is cool to see that you're moving into that, to that area, that space. Uh, well, you know, it's pretty interesting as I've been, uh, talking with Dr. not talking much with Dr. Tom Shack, but just observing the health source model is I do feel like I have things that I can offer. Now I don't I don't want to have anything like health source, right? I mean Dr. Tom Shack has a much bigger vision. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think that there are ways that uh, well, let's say seasoned chiropractors that have had good practices can help bring other people along with at least give them some ideas to help them be more successful. Mm -hmm. So. No, I, I, I love it. It's uh, it, it's, it's nice to be able to get yourself in that position to provide opportunity because Lord knows it's uh, chiropractic cool and getting any cheaper and financing options isn't getting that much more available for young doctors coming out a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. So sometimes they're going to have to find, you know, people to help them and give them that opportunity to, to put in some of the sweat equity and build something up. So it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's so far, it's been a pretty good ride. You guys have seen some growth, took a little bit of time, you know, changing over to the model because it's, it's not like you haven't had things figured out on your own, but now you're just trying to put it into position and train things to make it a little bit more scalable. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a work in progress, right? So yeah, it, yes, it is. So <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get to some of that, I'm sure. So, <laughs> yeah. so tell me what what's something you know you said you've been in practice for well, almost like 25, 30 years. Oh, they're like 30, 32, 33 years now. Yeah, wow. I'm not a young buck like you. Yeah, so. right, right. Uh, I'm 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 older than most people probably uh, think, but. Uh, it's uh would tell me from a marketing standpoint what's something that you've always prided yourself on you know obviously the COVID's kind of a newer thing and having to build and, and try to maintain prospects in light of this and you've done some different things but what's something you've always prided yourself on as far as a new patient generation because a lot of our doctors i always ask marketing they always want to know what are other people doing what are other people doing what's something that you felt you always did you know, that either set you apart in your area or that was unique and different to you that, that allowed more people to just come and see you. Cause you got, you've, you've managed, like you said, a pretty, pretty good practice for at least a solo doc um, over the years. So it's uh, obviously you've done and figured out some things. Yeah. So I have, so my early in my whole career, like I was with uh, um, Pete Fernandez for a couple of few years and that actually was very beneficial. And then I was with uh, Cats Management for a while and that was pretty beneficial. Then there was a good 15 years or so there that I was just sort of doing my own thing. But when I first started practice, I was heavily involved in the community. I was a team doctor for a local high school team for 
several years. And uh, I guess that is one thing that I guess kind of set me apart. I am a CCSP, Certified Chiropractic Sports Physician. Cool. And uh, when I was going through school, I uh, was a teaching assistant in the gross anatomy lab for, I don't know, probably a year. And then also was a teaching assistant in, with the cellular physiology. So uh, what that, I felt like what that allowed me to do was uh, be able to relate to patients better. I guess I have a little bit more of a medical model too, as far as um, I'm mainly a musculoskeletal clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel very comfortable in my ability to diagnose certain conditions. Mm-hmm. I know when to make referrals. I know when not to make referrals. I know when to order which, which tests I want to order. And, and I feel pretty comfortable in that. So uh, I never want to, I don't know what other doctors feel comfortable doing. But over time, I feel like that might be something that sort of set me apart. Um, I have I have a very good relationship with several medical practitioners. And I get good referrals from them. And uh, uh, so one thing I think that's really big uh, from, from other conversations I've had, if I want to know how Brady Schuyler's doing and I haven't seen him in three months, I just call him. Yeah. Hey, hadn't seen it in a while, and I, I knew you had this problem, and I just wondered, were you able to get the marathon done, or did you do this or that? Because I just ask. It's a two-minute phone call, and I just ask. It was that personal touch. I mean, you're, you're a very personable guy. You've, you've developed good relationships with a lot of your patients, so you have that level of trust that you can feel, and it's not awkward. It's not like you're doing the old, you know, I'm just calling to update the file type of a, of a phone call. You're literally calling because you want to see how that person's truly doing, and that might lead to uh, a conversation or just keep you top of consciousness if they have problems and come back in to see you. Uh, right. You don't need to treat someone's sprained all back for seven and a half years you treat their back to their better yeah whatever better is find out what their key values are and help them reach whatever their goal is for that time and then they come back and see because they have a headache three years later i mean that i mean your patient visit average can be definitely strong by having a good relationship with a patient so And the, the time, the duration, the, the longevity of a practice, you get those repeat people and, you know, form those good relationships where you treat them, like you said, for this condition. And, and you know, a couple of years down the road, they'll re-injure themselves, re-hurt themselves. They'll come back in again and see you as long as you maintain well, good, so good service. My, my wife and I were having the same conversation just a little while ago. And I said, well, uh, do you see your primary care doctor all the time? She said, no. I said, well, would you say that? He makes you come back all the time. She said, well, no. And I said, well, chiropractic is that way too. You, you treat conditions and you help them. Mm-hmm. And some people need consistent care long-term and they know it when they have a degenerative spine and that kind of thing, right. which we all know a lot of them do. So a lot of those people do need consistent care. And then some people don't and you just want to make good decisions for what's best for the patient. Right, so, right. Well, so tell me, you know, as, as far as what are some of the new things, this isn't a typical type of question, but uh, I'm asking you anyways, that I, I don't ask all the doctors, you know, because you've been around for a long time and you've kind of new and newer into this health source model, what are some things that really uh, has made you like think differently or, or do things differently as a result of, of health source versus the way you ran your practice for years in the past. And I don't know if you're even prepared to answer this question because uh, I, 
You know, so kind of I, know why, I know exactly why you asked the question because of the phone calls we've had. <laughs> <laughs> you sometimes so, you just say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but hey, you're trying. Hey, you're trying. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really uh I am really enjoying the health source model a good bit. I'm having more fun in practice than I've had in a long time because it is challenging me in some ways. Um uh it needs to challenge me in a couple of other ways, which I'll get to in a minute. That's mm -hmm. I've been thinking about us talking, but uh, what you're specifically talking about for me is these, some of these movement patterns with some of these patients. I mean, it, the health source model and the rehab and the wellness wall, all that allows you so many more opportunities to help patients other than having a pain oriented model mm -hmm. uh, because you just don't have it. And I've tried to not be pain-oriented all these years, but you have a you have much more objective data points with the health source model to show objective improvement as opposed to I hurt today, I don't hurt today. Right. Well, you don't hurt today, so you're better. You hurt today, so you're not better. You know, it helps. It helps. Really, what it has done, the health source model has allowed me to better teach the patient for them to see objectively how they're not well. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's, that's exactly what I was looking for because whether it's the movement screen, that's some of the things that you found some new fun and passion in, cause you call and like, man, I'm seeing this. And I, you know, and I, it's just something that I hadn't looked at and you're making me think differently. And it's just, like you said, it just brings fun into it because you, you can assess movement differently than a lot of times, like he's been, you know, a lot of chiropractors are pain-based. They treat them to get out of pain and that's about it. But if you see, especially when it comes to the key values, because a lot of the people that you do have the questions about are those higher end athletes that are really in tune with their body and you're coming up with different thoughts and different reasons why this is and what are some things, different correctives, which is, it's cool that you're finding that fun, but more importantly, you're having a greater impact on patients because you're not just getting them to, you know, treating them to the point of getting out of pain, but you're actually treating some of the underlying movement dysfunctions that could continue to plague them if they don't, you know, just got out of pain, but then went back to do an activity. Right. Yeah. So I know you had a couple of things else you wanted to, to share. So I'm just going to give you the, the mic for a second and, and, uh, um, and go well, on. So some of the questions that you guys uh, share about these videos really is uh, when I, when I joined with HealthSource, uh, and there again, I don't know, you know, we weren't seeing 500 a week or anything like that. I'm just saying I was busy in my clinic. So mm -hmm. for me to make the changes, even my Tuesday mornings were so busy with patient care. And then everybody wanted me doing Tuesday training, Tuesday training. And I was seeing, you know, 30 or 40 people in the morning on that day. And it's like, well, so when, and this I think was some of the stuff that Dr. Tomchak talked about really it's when COVID hit, I just made some big changes. So now we're, now our Tuesday mornings are open and now we are able to do Tuesday training. So it wasn't that, I, you know, talking about what have you been resistant to change? It's not that I was resistant to change. It is just very hard to find ways to make those changes. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I don't have mirrors up in my rehab area yet. That's something <laughs> where I might need to get on that change. And uh, my nutritional component of the practice, I, that is something that I've, 
I don't know that I've been resistant to change, but it's not something that's a passion of mine, like the musculoskeletal system is more of a passion. So I just enjoy that component. I have a, I wouldn't call it scripting, but I guess scripting when I'm talking to patients about the movement screen and how good it is and how objective it is and how it's, you know, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, it's not just me making up an exercise to try. Mm -hmm. This is what should be this is what the literature shows you to work. So, so that's sort of my resistance things. You know, the marketing thing, I think the biggest thing for me, I've never marketed. I mean, I just have never marketed. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why I've never marketed, uh, I've never really thought of this until I see all these marketing dollars with health source. And mm -hmm. I'm seeing a little bit more of a need to what I tell patients about Google reviews is I need to want to be interested in this. Mm -hmm. I'm really not that interested in it because I've never had it. I've never needed it, but I think it helps just to be more well-rounded clinic to have referrals from other ways. Mm -hmm. For me, my biggest marketing tool has been to not lose patients out the back door. Right. So if you can evaluate a patient, determine what their problem is. You know, we do things differently here. We find the underlying cause of your problem. We found the problem. Here's your problem. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, we can help. And here's how we go to help it. Nope, I cannot help this. And you need to go see this guy. He will help you. And the way I'm helping you is I'm sending you to the place that's going to give you the help that you need. And so has built a very good reputation uh, with the medical community because I don't just treat something I don't need to be treating. And it also has built a lot of trust with the patients. And so they refer people in because they know that I'm going to help them meet their key values to whatever their key values are. And so uh, something I could do a whole lot better at is um, my studying and, and understanding more about uh, Christ's love for us. That is probably what really motivates me the most. Mm -hmm. I do feel like I love this. You just got to love the people you're around, you know? Right, right. So, so I do enjoy, I enjoy people. I enjoy loving people. I enjoy loving on people. And, and I feel like that's kind of what we're sort of meant to do. So I think it's a, it's a, what does set us and what we try to encourage us from a lot of other doctors is that people component and why we look at key values is because it great, gives us a greater value in what we do and that when we're looking at what we're giving them back the opportunity to do or we're preventing this condition from affecting something that they need to do if it or when it continues to progress that when we focus our care around the person and keeping them doing what they need to do rather than just a you know it's a person let's just get them through out of pain out of pain out of pain you know and kick them out the door it just gives us a different perspective and and focusing on that patient and connecting with them and getting them back to doing what they love so i think it's a great model and i'm i'm, I'm glad that you focus on that aspect of it and that's why, why you've never had to market that much yeah well Patients smell the cell. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're concerned about them, they know. So I had a patient one time, I thought this is really funny. Had a guy tell me one time, I, I told him, one of the things they used to say is, well, if, I, uh, if this is what I would do if I was treating my brother. Mm -hmm. And this guy said, well, 
you might not like your brother. What would you do if you're treating yourself? And so, <laughs> so I try to treat people like I'd have myself treated, you know? Oh, that's, that's great. All right. Last thing. <clears throat> so we can wrap this up. Uh, tell me, what do you do to motivate yourself? What, what's your driving force? What's something that inspires you and, and uh, keeps you, keeps you moving. So I was touching on that a little bit. I, um, I feel like what Christ did for us and I, so I don't mean to go real spiritual on this, but I just try to emulate what Christ taught. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason I got a little emotional a second ago is because I can do so much better in that because I don't, I'm not consistent in that, but I have been consistent down through the years. And that is something that we can never arrive at, but it is something to continually strive for. And for me, I just try to, I do feel like I genuinely love people well mm -hmm. and try to have their best interests at heart. So that, try, that, is my, that is my motivational thing is trying to emulate what I feel like I'm led to do through that. Yeah. No, that's great. I, and in certain, certain other doctors have touched on, on that as well as, a, as a, their leading forces, just, you know, because of the, the spirituality and some of the connectedness of what we do is, um, it, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I, you know, we've gotten to know each other along over the course of even just with, the, with the, our, our first uh, Health Source University and running together and connecting and talking about races and stuff. Um, so it's, it's awesome to hear this, uh, you know, come out on the podcast and share it with other people. So I appreciate it, doc. Thank you very much. I'm going to let you get back to seeing patients this, uh, this day. And, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to share. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Brady. All right. Thanks. Dr. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening. If you want to be a guest on a future episode or would like to nominate another doctor to be a guest, please feel free to email me, Dr. Brady Schuyler, at bschuyler at healthsourcechiro.com.